and he asked the disciples when he needed them most and he was busy praying to the point where the Bible says that drops of blood started dripping from his face as sweat. And Jesus said to the disciples, could you not watch for me one hour? And you know, tonight I'm just reminded while we're worshiping, I'm reminded of the time when we were about 21 and 23 years old and we would come together as friends, as young adults and all we would do, and you can take your seats, and you know what we would do? We would just get together and we would get to, to Judy had a place in Durbanville at the time. And we were so desperate for God that we would come together, 19-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 23-year-olds, 25-year-olds. I don't think anyone was over the age of 25 at the time. And we were so desperate for God that we would go all the way to Durbanville. We were from the southern suburbs in Cape Town. And we would drive all the way to Durbanville to Judy's place. And we would just get into that place and we would connect and fellowship and enjoy one another's company. But there would come a time, probably around 10 o'clock, we would just begin to worship. And you know what time it would be done? At 7 the next morning. So we would worship from 10 o'clock till 7 o'clock. And we would feel the hours would slip by as if it were minutes. And we wouldn't feel the time, we would just worship. We would just worship because we were young adults and while our, 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 our peers and they were sloshed on alcohol and, and getting into drugs, where were we? We were just worshiping. We were just so desperate for Jesus. We were so hungry for Jesus. We didn't care about anything else. That the hours, while everyone else is at the club partying, we, we just surrendered to Jesus. We just surrendered to Jesus. I'm just reminded of that tonight. You know, these nights where we just separate ourselves and, you know, we're not looking for a big crowd. We're just looking for people that want to surrender to Jesus. We're just looking for people that say, hey, we don't care. We don't even want blessings. We don't even care if our prayers don't get answered. We just want Jesus. We just want to seek His face. We want revival to come. Pretoria needs to be shaken by Jesus. And when you look out and you see your colleagues and your neighbors and you recognize that they need a touch from Jesus, but before they even get to the Bible, before they get to anything else, the first person they're going to see is you. The first person they're going to see is you. And when they look at you, who do they see? Do they see Jesus? Do they see Jesus? Amen. Amen. Are you blessed tonight? Amen. Are you blessed tonight? Amen. I'm glad you came, Abby. Good to see you. So nice to have you. You know, tonight I'm reminded of something and I want to share this with you. Um, who, who ever had a mom or dad tell them this? They told you these words. They said, don't be too big for your boots. Who's had a mom or dad tell you that? Whose mom or dad said, don't be too big for your boots? Now, Bonnie, or if you at the back, if you can put that picture up for me. Now, I want to ask you something tonight, and I want to challenge you, and I want to say, while Bonnie gets that picture, I want to say this, I want to say, don't be too big for your roots. Amen. You see, when you look at that plant, if I took away the soil, when I'm looking at, if I'm looking at a plant, if I'm looking at these plants here, if you look at this plant over here, that plant, all you see is what's above the soil. Tell somebody, say, all you see is what's above the soil. But something is happening underneath. Amen. And if you look at that picture, the plant looks small, but the roots are deep. 
And if you look at that picture, you will look at the plant and think it's, think it's minuscule. But something is happening under the ground. And sometimes when God is working on you, He's not working above the soil where you can see. Because sometimes we pray and we say, Jesus, I need you to come through in this area. And it seems like Jesus is far away. But Jesus is working beneath the soil. But all you can see is above the soil. You're saying, Lord, there's only two leaves. Lord, it looks like there's nothing much. Lord, I've been praying and I've been fasting and I've been pressing in. Lord, I do more than I see anyone else. But all I see is two leaves. And you know what Jesus says? Because you can't see what I'm busy with. And sometimes in your life, Jesus is so busy with you that the soil, beneath the soil, there's a root system growing deep. Because you see, if you grow bigger than your roots, when the wind comes, what's going to happen? That plant is not going to stand. You know, when the rainy time now, Pretoria is so different to my hometown, Cape Town. In Cape Town, it rains in winter, and in summer, it's summer. In Pretoria, it rains in summer. So that was such a, a, a mindset shift. But now with the summer rains that have come, uh, I've been walking through the garden. We just really wanted to take care of the garden. And as I was walking through the garden, I noticed that overnight, there were these mushrooms that just grew. They were just growing in between the grass. And these mushrooms popped out overnight. It was like they weren't there yesterday. And I came the next day and guess what I saw? Mushrooms. And you know what the interesting thing about these mushrooms were? Is that the moment I looked at them, I, I was a bit concerned because I know wild mushrooms can be poisonous. And with Colby always running around in the garden, I thought, you know what, let me get rid of the mushrooms. And you know what, I didn't need a spade. I didn't need to go call the tree felling people. I didn't need to go and get some machinery or equipment that I didn't have. All I needed was to take my hand and pluck out the mushrooms. Because all that mushrooms did was, it grew in a day, and it was so easy to remove. So sometimes we want God to do something quickly. But if God does something quickly, if the wind comes and you don't have a root system, so tell somebody, say, don't, don't be bigger than your roots. So the problem is when the root system isn't deep enough, then all it takes is somebody to come and to pluck you out. But I'm talking to people that are committed, that are faithful, that know what it is to be loyal. And you know what happens? When you have that kind of heart, something happens under the ground where you cannot see. Amen. Tell somebody on the other side, say, don't be bigger than your roots. Don't be bigger than your roots. Amen. You know, Bonnie put up Psalm 1 verse 3 for me. Everybody wants a blessing, but it's better. You know what's better than a blessing? Pumzile, what's better than a blessing is to be blessed. When you have a blessing, it can be momentarily, it can be seasonal, but when you are blessed, it's eternal because you become the blessing. Many people want a blessing. Who's gotten a gift before? Let me tell you a little bit about my children. Con and Chase, awesome kids. We go to McDonald's, we get a Happy Meal. With the Happy Meal, we get a toy. That toy, they love. They fall in love. You know, they wanna to go to McDonald's just for the toy. Connor had some money, extra money that he got over Christmas, and he would take that money and he would just go to McDonald's to get the toy. And you know, that toy, I would term that a blessing to him. And you know how long it lasts? A day. He gets the blessing, the toy. He's excited for the day. They play with the toys. 
Then when I look the next day, the toy is lying somewhere. And I, and I want to ask them, so what happened to the toy? Did it lose its touch? So you see, sometimes a blessing can be seasonal and momentarily it's a blessing. But what happens when you are blessed, it's forever. It's through every season. It's through every moment. No matter where you are, where you find yourself, where you're going, guess what? You are blessed. Tell somebody, say, I am blessed. And this is what it looks like to be blessed. Psalm 1 verse 3. Blessed is the one. Somebody say, blessed is the one. Who does not walk. Give me verse 3, please, Mon. Okay, this is the person that is blessed. This person that is blessed is like a tree planted. Somebody say, I'm planted. Tell somebody, say, I'm rooted. Tell somebody, say, I'm plugged in. Somebody else, I'm loyal and I'm committed. The person that you're talking about that you say you are is like a tree planted by water. Now, who sees what it looks like when the tree is planted by water? When the winter season comes in Pretoria, when it's so dry and when we get all our fires, if you planted by water, it means you have a continuous cycle or flow of nutrients and everything that a tree needs comes from water, from the soil. Amen. I was studying the oak tree. You know what makes an oak tree special? With the mushroom plant, what happens? I take it out with my fingers. You know that it takes an oak 100 years to grow to maturity. It takes a mushroom one day. It takes an oak tree 100 years. Now, I don't know what you want to be. Maybe you like being a mushroom and somebody can just come and pluck you out because you're so firmly planted. Or do you want to be an oak tree, but it takes time. God is doing stuff in you, Mandy, that takes time. Sometimes we say, Lord, just give it to me tomorrow. Lord, give me, give me the, the, the desire of my heart tomorrow. But Jesus is saying, I'm doing something in you that's going to work a work in you, that's going to produce something in you that will stand the test of time. Because you are planted by streams of water. You know that your, your tree will yield its fruit in season and your leaf does not wither. Whatever you do, say, whatever I do shall prosper, shall succeed shall be blessed and say in Jesus name so when you're reading verse 3 many times we quote quote someone we quote verse 3 we want to say what person is blessed it's the person that's planted there but it's saying that person so you need to read verse 1 and verse 2 tell somebody say you need to read before so give me verse 1 bon. this is the person that is the person planted by the streams of water blessed is the man or the woman who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or take or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Tell somebody, say, I, I will not walk, will not stand, will not sit in the wrong company. You see, you want to be blessed, but if you find yourself standing, walking and sitting in the wrong company, you get yourself into trouble. Because the Bible says in Corinthians that bad company, you can preach. Come, Moses. Bad company, amen, corrupts good character. So your good character can be corrupted when you're sitting, when you're standing, and when you're walking with the wrong people. And the other thing that makes you blessed is this. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Somebody say, get into the word. You see, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
You see, where you want to go, you can't walk in darkness. Because the way you're going is narrow. Where everyone else is going, it's broad. They can walk in darkness because it's easy. The broad road is easy to find the way because the broad road is easy. But the narrow gate is like a squeeze. It's like a squeeze through and you need light to see how how am I going to walk here? And what is the light? The word is your light. So tell somebody, say, I won't sit. I won't stand. And I won't walk with the wrong company. My delight, say this, is in the law of the Lord. Say, my delight is in the word of God. He will lead you and he will guide you with his word. Somebody say amen. Bonnie, give me, so this is the person that does that, that is the one that's blessed and planted by the streams. Give me that scripture in Kings. That's the last one I gave you. Once more, a remnant of the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. Who wants to bear fruit? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians 5.22 Peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, joy, love. Why do we long-suffering? Why did did Jesus have to put long-suffering in there? Why couldn't He just take that one out? You know, long-suffering, patience, that speaks to the same fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit will take root in you when you have your roots below and you will have fruit above. Tell somebody, say, I have roots deep and I have plenty fruit. You want fruit? You need to be committed. You can't start in Christ. New Year's resolution. Year comes to year 2019. Let me start strong in Christ. And what do I do? Come February. Then if I look, just it didn't even take more than a month and I've been derailed. I'm already sitting, walking and standing with the wrong company. I'm already sitting, standing and walking with the wrong company. And you know what they do? They begin to start with something small. The enemy doesn't derail you with the big thing. The enemy doesn't derail you with just with an affair. It starts with a flirt. Did you hear what I said? It doesn't, it doesn't, you're not straight into bed. You start with a flirt. You entertain the enemy. When you entertain the enemy, the next minute what happens? You're in bed with the enemy. And when you go to bed with dogs, you wake up with fleas. Amen. And now it's itching. And now I'm struggling because now it's itching. Song of Solomon tells me, do not awaken love before it's time. Because the moment you awaken love, now the urge comes. But you're not married. And it's difficult, Moses, when the urge comes and you're not married. Amen. So rather, wait. Because if you burn with passion, rather marry. Amen. I'm speaking to him because I know his heart is pure. Amen. Tell somebody, say, I'll take root below and bear fruit above. Tell somebody else, I'll take root below and I bear fruit above. Are you glad you came tonight? Amen. Give me Psalm 15, Bon. Who's going to ascend? I'm talking to a people that don't want to just stay mediocre. I don't just want to be like every other Christian. You know what the problem today with Christians are? When you look at a Christian you see, and you look at a sinner, you see the same thing. I don't want to be the same as everybody else. I can't be mediocre. I can't be the same. I need to be set apart. The Bible says that you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Tell somebody, I'm a king and I'm a priest. A royal priesthood. So now you want to ask yourself, who's going to dwell where God is? I don't just want to go and visit God. I want to dwell there. I don't just want to come on a Sunday and now call myself a Christian. I want to dwell in the place of God. 
who may live, not just go visit. In Israel, with the Jews, they used to go three times. It was, it was compulsory if you had the financial means to go to Jerusalem three times a year. Tell somebody, say, visit. I don't just want to visit. I want to dwell. I want to live. I want to be in the sacred tent. I want to be in the sanctuary. I want to live on the mountaintop. Who is that person? Come on, Bonnie. Who is that person, Bonnie? The one whose walk is? You just saw the problem happens when you're walking with the wrong company. But now you're saying, I'm set apart. I'm a holy nation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a peculiar people. Now I'm saying, whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth. Tell somebody, say, walk uprightly. Tell, tell somebody else, say, work righteousness. And tell somebody else, say, speak the truth. Don't stand, don't walk, and don't sit with the wrong company. Get yourself into the right place. When you posture yourself, when you position yourself, you will be successful. Many times we want the blessing, but we don't want to be blessed. Tell somebody, say, I want to be blessed. And I want to be a blessing. Amen? Amen. Are you blessed? So don't be too big for your roots. Okay? Don't be too big for your roots. Because when the wind comes, the Bible says, the problem with immaturity is that when every, with every wind of doctrine, you're like a wave tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's what happens when you're a mushroom. Something happens, you're a mushroom. The next minute the wind's blowing too strong, there's the mushroom. But when you're an oak tree, when you're firmly planted and rooted in Christ, guess what happens? It takes, it takes time, but your commitment will result in reward. Amen? Tell somebody, say, I'm rooted. I'm firmly planted. I'm plugged in. I'm committed. I'm loyal. And I'm running the race with perseverance. Amen? Amen. Are you blessed? I'm so glad you came tonight. And I believe that God is just doing something in the hearts of men and women. You see, when I was young, we used to have two services like this on a Sunday. And everybody would come to the morning service, but there would be very few people at the evening service. Bonnie put up that verse in, in, in Kings again. And what would happen is, I asked one of the older ladies, they would give us a lift to church. When I gave my heart to the Lord, I was 15 years old, so I was quite young, and we would get a lift with another couple. And I asked the wife, and I said to her, I said, Janine, why is it that there's so many people in the morning service and so few people at night? And you know what she said to me? She said she believes that at night, the people that come at night are those who are hungry. Those who are hungry. And there's an interesting word if you look at 2 Kings 19 verse 30. It says once more. Tell somebody, say once more. This means it happened before. If you see once more, it happened before. Once more, a remnant. Somebody say remnant. Tell somebody, say remnant. You know what a remnant is? A remnant is what we call the faithful few. It's the people in my old church that were there at night. <laughs> That's the remnant. That's the people that don't just come out for nothing. That's the people that when they come out, they, they're looking. It's like, what are we going to do next? I'm hungry. I want more. I got, I got enough this morning, but you know what? I want to live in the overflow. You know, I got, I got something then, but I want extra. 
Amen. I mean, some of you guys have been hounding me for an evening service. Amen, man. But I want to say that to, even if we change the name to Remnant or whatever, but whenever we do this at night, I want you to know that the, this is the Remnant. This is the once more that came before. And God is looking. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro on the earth. And looks. He's seeking. He's looking. Who's worshiping? He's looking. Who's worshiping? And remember, as I started tonight, I told you about our times where we would just worship all, all night through. And I'll never forget this. Myself and Judy, we were just friends. We weren't dating. We weren't anything. We were just close friends. And I remember we were at my best friend's home. They were twins, and we were at their home. And it was the two of them, myself and Judy. And that night, Judy was so hungry for God. And I don't think that the Lord used me a lot prophetically, but that night, I just felt this incredible prophetic anointing come upon me. And as, as we were just busy worshiping, I remember my one friend, Grant, he was one of the twins, and he was lying on the floor, rolling, laughing. His parents were in the room, but they, it's like God would just keep their ears deaf, and they, would be, they wouldn't be disturbed by the noise of the Holy Spirit moving in, the, in their lounge. And I remember that night, as I looked to Judy, the Lord put these words in my mouth, and he said, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro on the earth. And I quoted that scripture. And then as I said this, I said, and the eyes of the Lord are upon you. As I said that, Judy began to shake. And for the first time, she can tell you, she was filled with the Spirit and began to speak in tongues. Tell somebody, say, there's a remnant. There's those who are hungry and thirsty. And I believe that God will touch us in direct proportion to our hunger. Who of you are hungry in this place? And I want to challenge you that if you are hungry and if you are thirsty, whenever we have these nights, make a, make a commitment and say, Father, I'm going to be there. And I believe that as you make a commitment to God and as you come with an expectation, God will meet you at the point of your expectation. Amen? Amen. Father, I just thank you tonight for the men and the women in this place. I even thank you for the children that are here tonight. And they're having incredible amounts of fun out there. We can hear that. And Lord, we're having fun just being in your presence. We want to thank you for your word tonight. We want to thank you that you are the God who speaks. And Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that Lord, the rest of our week would be blessed. In this week, Father, we declare that we are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. I release supernatural grace upon each and every person here tonight that you would have favor that's unfair that the person that should have been promoted the bible says god will remove one to exalt another that promotion will come to your doorstep i pray that increase will be your portion this week i pray that you will be so favored that your neighbors would call you to find out what what is going on in your house because everybody else is in January, but you are blessed in January. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.